0: Welcome to the Model Car Podcast, a bi-weekly show about building scale model cars. This show is brought to you by the generous financial support of our Patreon backers. Our Patreon supporters get access to our behind-the-scenes Slack channel, patron extras, and even a chance to be on the show. If you can help support the show, please visit the supporters page on our website, modelcar.show. If you would like more talk about model cars, please join our Facebook group or our Slack workspace.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Model Car Podcast. This is episode 81. I'm Justin Twyvitt, and joined as always by my friend and co-host, and your friend, of course, John DeSan. Hey, John, how are you today? I'm mm. <laughs> Not bad, in other words. Not bad, not bad. Boy. Uh, John, let's get into some feedback right away. I learned more about Skylines.
0: Than you thought you needed to know.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Glenn Johnson uh, sent us a message. Hey, guys, listen to your podcast tonight. You're talking about Godzilla Skylines. The Godzilla only applied to the R32 GTR Skyline and it's related to its racing heritage in Australia. The later models were not referred to as Godzillas. The R35 is not a Godzilla. It was an R- simply an R35 GTR as it lost the Skyline badge. Well, we don't talk about the R35s. Uh, the R32 was nicknamed Godzilla because it dominated motorsport upon its release and was eventually banned in Australian motorsport for being too good. Seems like Australia has uh, the same problem Formula One does. If you have a good car, let's uh, regulate it out of there. Uh, The R34 kit you have, if it's not the GTR, it'll be the GTT, which was a rear-wheel drive turbo 2.5L. So thanks very much. Uh, He's very correct. Our friend of the show, Alex Thomas, also pointed out that my Nissan Skylight build, because I posted pictures of it, is actually an R34. It's a 2.5 GT, not the R32 that I may have quoted in the last one. Mm. This is a kit that is in a plastic box, and I just decided I wanted to build it as a, well, uh, get it out of the plastic box because it takes up a lot of space. So there you go. Uh Chris Martin, this is one I think for you. Do you wanna talk about this one? Sure,
0: I can do that. Uh, Chris Martin told us that there is a third Canadian provincial police force, the Royal Newfoundland Constabulary. My information, yeah, I'd heard of them, but I never looked into them. You know, it's just like, no, that's not real, right? That's what was my opinion on it. But I did look into it. And yeah, they are responsible for the vast majority of the actual province. So I guess that does make them a provincial police force. Yet, from my point of view, traditionally, all I've ever heard of is the OPP and the SQ here in Quebec.
1: Hmm. Yeah. What are you going to do? Something new to me. (laughs) I don't like the OPP. I got pulled over by them once.
0: (laughs) How fast were you going, Justin? (laughs) I wasn't. Oh, uh,
1: they were just harassing me. So I don't like them. Okay. Uh, when I moved up to Vancouver from Toronto, uh, one has to drive through Northern Ontario, the realm of the OPP. Well, (laughs) You obviously have not been on the 401 then. <laughs> they uh, they d- decided that a young guy in a fast car uh, needed to uh, be rattled a little bit. So Oh, one yeah. of those attitudes. One of those attitudes in fear of God. Put the fear of God in the boy. Yeah. Anyway, mm. good old days. Uh, thanks so much to everybody, Glenn, Alex, Chris, for your feedback. Really appreciate it. Nice to know that we screw things up uh, quite often. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, John. What's on your bench? Tell me. Tell me something good. Tell me all the good things. Uh well,
0: the, the Ford GT is as good as finished, or it's as finished
1: as I can make it right now. Okay. That, you know, there's a question of right now. Yeah. You know,
0: what do you need to do? Mm-hmm. That, and that's why I was leaving the the pregnant pause. It needs a coat of clear fat, clear fat, clear flat. On the wheels to cover up the edges of the decals because, of course, I had to gloss the tire to put the tire decals on. Mm. So it does, you know. There's not even five minutes worth of work, but I can't do it because. And the funny part was, oh God, this was horrible. I went into my went looking for a few supplies and etc. at my local bookstore, toy store, combination hobby store, mm. and I can recall looking looking at the bottle right there, well, not the bottle, the container Revell clear, flat acrylic. And I said, I wonder, do I need some? <laughs> I said, no, I don't need any. I have some old testers, acrylic clear, flat. <laughs> <clears throat> Guess what? I found out I needed the next day. Mm-hmm. Did you go back? No, <clears throat> haven't been back yet.
1: Anyway,
0: it's just one of those things. It's oh, just horrible.
1: Yeah. um, Ford GT, all those decals look really good, by the way. Thank you. Just
0: like I say, tires. That's it. That's all.
1: (laughs) It's always something in there.
0: Yeah. Then I started working on the Ford Police Interceptor die cast.
1: Are we allowed to talk about that? This is a model (laughs) car, not a die cast. This this is a slippery slope, my friend.
0: I realize that, and it seems like I've gone to the dogs, if you will, because not only did I work on a force ford police interceptor diecast i worked on a ford police utility diecast and a international
1: carrier diecast Mm. all in the past two weeks and there you hear the end of the podcast episode 81 we've lasted three years but now john has gone over (laughs) the eighty-one
0: episodes (laughs) 81 (laughs) episodes (laughs) just how it works For certain things, you can't get them in plastic. You cannot get a Ford Police Interceptor or a Ford Police Utility in plastic. There are no kits. Diecast is the only way to go. And I'll explain why
1: when we get to mail call. Oh, I, I I, know, but I can't yeah, bring yeah. myself to go to go the diecast route. Uh, the dreaded D word. Well, it's just, you know, things just don't have that scale fidelity stuff we always talk about, right? True, but... They-
0: there's a lot of detail painting you can do on them and make them look a lot more realistic. And well, again, sometimes mm. if you've got to do, you got to do, you've got to do.
1: Yeah. I'm, I, I think I would just plead with anybody, please come out with like a recent Ford Interceptor. Please. Mm, please. Please,
0: please. Except, of course, the Ford Police Interceptor doesn't exist anymore. Ford has discontinued. Oh, right there. the civilian car that it's based on. The Ford Taurus is gone. Thus, the Ford Police Interceptor is gone.
1: Mm, yeah, but it'd be nice to have one, and even you know, I'd even take a new Ford. Uh, what is it, Exploder, that they have? The police utility. Yeah, that's the yeah. same thing. Yes, it is. But you know, whether they're criminals or kids in the back, it's the same behavior. <laughs> this is true. <laughs>
0: Uh, the Dodge Chargers, both, the red and silver cars both got worked on. The red one, I don't know how it happened, but it ended up with a chip in the paint on the driver's side rear bumper. So that's been taken care of. I still don't know how it happened. I have no idea.
1: I, I would blame Jackson. Uh, you know, it sounds like a uh, fender bender in, in the can garage.
0: All Around here, generally, if something goes wrong, I blame the cat. So
1: mm, we could blame the cat. But... Blame the cat.
0: Yeah. And the silver one got a coat of silver paint about two weeks ago. It's ready to go for clear. (laughs) Oh boy, it looks good. And that's with decanted Revell spray metallic silver. Looks awesome. Nice. And then there's, as I said, the the last D word, the international carrier. Years ago, 2017, Jada Toys came out with a die-cast international Durastar 4400 carrier slash roll bed slash whatever you want to call it it is a tow truck okay but what you see for 90 percent of things being towed on the road today if you've got a car this is what's coming to pick you up if you've got a truck like justin eh, might be that might be an actual tow truck regardless i had looked i i posed it let's say a week or so ago in the can-am garage with the remains or the remains what most of the 70 mercury cyclone spoiler to imply that the Cyclone was coming back into the garage to get finished for our finish at February. Mm-hmm. Chris Martin took one look at the carrier and he said, it's great, but it's those wheels. You got to do something about those wheels. And I agree. I just, it was one of the things I'd, I'd known from day one, there was something funky with it. When Chris said it was the wheels, it was the wheels. So I found wheels from a Mobius big rig tire set changed the wheels over, looked a lot better, keeping the same low-profile tires that the carrier came with. And then it just snowballed from there. (laughs) Everything, I was going to content myself with just doing the back part of the truck. All the chrome got taken off the bed because the bed was chrome-plated checker plate. No. Uh The boxes underneath for the chains and et cetera were all Chrome plated. No, they're not chrome plated on the trucks. They are bright when it, when it's new, but they are not chrome plated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And all the details of the back end, the 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 axle lift and there was no taillights painted on the truck. And well, I did all that. Went so far as to go into my decal stash and find some Can-Am garage decals and slapped them on the doors. I, I even pa- I even painted the back of the bed. The back went to the Can-Am garage colors. It was, went to maroon. And I looked at that for like a day with the Can-Am garage graphics on the black cab and the red bed or the maroon bed, burgundy bed, whatever you want to call it. And I said, no, this just doesn't work. I
1: have to, I have to finish it. <laughs> so this was finish it February or F it up February. F it up February. I'm, I'm guessing by the, by the looks of what I'm doing. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, the idea was just to finish something off, and you seem to have created a ton of work for yourself. Yes, it snowballed. The interior has all been taken apart and repainted.
0: Believe it or not, the diecast actually has an engine under the hood. The engine's been pulled,
1: painted, detailed. (laughs) It's it's horrible. The cylinders now work on it, and yes, I can imagine. Well, no, but instead of being molded in black plastic, it's painted international red, so... (laughs) And we know what John's working on for the rest of February.
0: Uh, no, another day or two of work really, it's the, the body, the body of the cab was taken completely apart. The doors were off. The the hood was off. The windows were out. The cab, the hood, the front, the back of the front fenders and the two doors are both in my dehydrator drying from their first coat of the two color paint job that goes on the cabs of Can-Am garage trucks. And that would be a coat of Tamir racing white Ooh. that'll get masked hopefully on the next day. And then I'll paint the rest. What isn't masked. I will paint maroon.
1: Wow. That went, that went from really a simple thing to what a lot of work. Exactly. Yeah. is that. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I. You know what? He's given us content for the show.
0: Yes, he is. <laughs> that was not his intention, but. <laughs>
1: Uh, we shouldn't listen to that boy anymore.
0: <sighs> no, we may have to ban him from the podcast or
1: something. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tell me about these decals that you got, John. Oh, they look mail fantastic. Mail
0: call, mail call. Two, uh, an episode ago, well, two weeks ago, I mentioned that I spent some money on aftermarket goodies. One is the decals <laughs> that I received from Bill Bozo decals. He's in Nanaimo, British Columbia. I'll state this right out right here. I don't know what the American pricing is, but at $15 Canadian per sheet, uh, you're definitely winning on this proposal. They are commercially made decals, which means he can do white, he can do gold, he can do everything. And that's just to start that's just to start things off on it. I ordered I ended up I found a site because I was looking for LA County Sheriff just in case the kit decals from 240 Robert didn't really work well. They didn't really work, and unfortunately I had to buy the Bill Bozo decals sight unseen because those and some others we'll get into in a moment or on his, weren't, weren't on his click to buy right now, part of his website. They're all on his master list of what he could do. Hmm. Well, I've got enough decals to do, I believe six LA County Sheriff's units, including canine units with various district numbers, the call 911 lettering all in beautiful white blocks to go on the cars because of course the LA County Sheriff cars are white and black. Uh And it's just, it's beautiful. I cannot believe this. There's even license plates that properly say California exempt, which is right for California cars. Wow. And then I, then I started scrolling down his list before I actually made the order. I started scrolling down the list and what did I say? I said, oh, that he offers a Sergei du Quebec Ford police utility in the new graphics Because for years, the SQ ran white cars. Now they're running black and white cars. Looks a lot better.
1: Until they're pulled up behind you.
0: Yeah, they're until they're pulled up behind me. Yeah, that's right. The only thing I didn't know for certain, I sort of crossed my fingers, will it come with decals to let me build a unit from my local district? Local region, excuse me. We go by regions in Quebec. Where I live, the eastern townships is considered region five. And yeah, it's got
1: unit 5010. I've seen fifty ten in person, so <laughs> cool. Now, what what cars are these for? What vehicles are these for?
0: This would be for the the uh, diecast MotorMax, I believe it is Ford Police Utility, as the decals are made specifically for that vehicle. Mm. Yeah. What are you going to do? There's only <laughs> they're the only ones making a Ford Police Utility anyway. And any you know, if you if the SQ had used a Ford Explorer when it was still an Explorer, you know, there wasn't a specific police variant of it. It wouldn't be right. The graphics changed with the body
1: styles. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. That's unfortunate because there's not anything really that you can use no, that no, on.
0: There's no, no plastic. No. Mm, that sucks. Yeah. And it sort of gets worse in theory because then I continue, continue scrolling down this list. What's this? A regime for Magog? Police units. That's my hometown. That's (laughs) we have a regional police department, and it says on the cars Regie Min for magog Police. And that believe me, trust me, (laughs) Minfrimagog Regional Police. Yeah, that's right. Wow, not one, not two, but three different units. All of course sized for or the right type for three different cars. Cool. Again, bought sight unseen, not knowing. He said, "I'm not doing the black ones at this time because we've recently recently moved to." All black units as opposed to all white units. And trust me, the new Challengers, mm, they look awesome. Not Challenger, not chat Charger. The Chargers look awesome in black. It, but, uh, hey, white cars, yeah, I've seen all three. <laughs> I ha- now have decals to a Ford Police Utility, a Ford Police Interceptor, and a Dodge Charger Enforcer. All of my local hometown. I never thought I'd be able to do that. i bought the die cast years ago, hoping maybe somewhere somehow. And now I can.
1: Wow. <laughs> For I, I might to almost let you get away with the die cast. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's see. Uh, please give us some feedback. Is John allowed to talk about die cast on the show? Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> if I can't. Okay. Well, okay. We'll see. I'm curious to see where you're up to. Um, I, I like the idea. I'd love to do some more modern police cars, but no. Yeah,
0: well, we'll get into that shortly.
1: Mm. Uh, you know what I've always wanted to do when you were talking about the uh, LA stuff. I've always wanted to do a diorama of uh, what is it? Uh, Randy's donuts. Do you Randy's know that? Donuts? No, Randy's donuts. It is a, there's a couple of them, but there's one out by LAX and it's iconic. It's like a, oh, I don't know. Um, 60s style drive through but it's a, it's a donut shop and it has this giant donut on the roof.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. The donut must be, I don't know, 30 feet tall. Um, and it rotates, right? No, it doesn't rotate. It just, okay. it just sits there and it says Randy's donuts on it. But I've always thought, you know, just a, a foam styrofoam ring, you could reproduce that. The structure of that would be very easy to recreate from just uh styrofoam. And, you know, have Brandy's donuts with a bunch of LAPD and California highway patrol, because it's right at the cross section of, I think it's the 401. Um, But yes, you could, you could have all, all the cop cars lined up in, in the donut shop. And I just thought it would be terribly funny, but anyway, that's my sense of humor.
0: No, no, I'm good for putting that in the donut shop. I mean, I've been in the line at my Tim Hortons behind a cop car before. That's interesting. Ooh. Tim Hortons, John, double, hey, double.
1: There's no other choice in town. Where I live, uh, I went into the Tim Hortons once and it was in the early afternoon to grab a donut. And uh, can I tell you one thing they don't have? Donuts. Donuts. Yeah. They apparently sell out of everything. And um, Well,
0: uh, I'll tell you a story about donuts. There was one time when I was, this was 25, 20, let's say 25 years ago when I was working out of town. I took my mom, well, I wasn't even working there yet, I took my mom to work there. The salesman said to me, you're going back to Magog? I said, yes. He said, look, I have a fire department meeting tonight. Could you stop at your the local donut store, which at the time we had a regional chain called Bang Bangbeck, Quebec Donuts basically, and get me X amount of donuts? I said, sure, no problem. I got... Let's say it was nine, nine 30 in the morning. I get home, go straight down to the donut shop and well, you can't order that many donuts at this time of the day without telling us in advance. Mm. It's like, <clears throat> it's like how don't the frick am I supposed to know in advance
1: when it's not even me who wants them? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Weirdest thing for Tim Hortons though, that I've ever seen. I did some work up in the Arctic <laughs> and I was on a flight out of Ottawa straight north. Mm-hmm. For I think it was seventeen hundred kilometers straight north of uh, Ottawa, which puts you into the middle of nowhere. It was a lot of a lot of guys going out to the mining camps, mm-hmm. and the weirdest thing that I had ever seen, my first trip up there, was all of these people sitting in a plane with boxes and boxes of timbits on their lap. <laughs> Apparently, these things are 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 like trading favors up there. You know, you bring up the timbits and get to these mining t- camps and these mining towns and, because there aren't any available. And you, you know, it's I I think it's probably like um, you know the old days you used to joke around cigarettes in the uh, prisons. Mm-hmm. You know, he who controlled the cigarettes controlled you know controlled li- the prisons. <laughs> yeah, uh, he who controls the timbits controls uh, the mining camps. I think so. Weirdest thing I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> well, just to point out how bad, for those of us who don't realize how bad us Canucks are for our Timmies, <clears throat> during Operation Desert Desert Shield, Desert Storm, Tim Horton set up a office at the Canadian base in Afghanistan. Or no, not Afghanistan, but Iraq, Iran, you know, some Kuwait. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Uh-huh. Believe it or not, they legitimately set up a temporary Tim Hortons in Kuwait just for the Canadian troops.
1: Can't go anywhere without your double-double.
0: No, can't go anywhere without your double-double. All right, let's get back to models. There you go. I did some modeling, John. Yeah, but that was, what, a week
1: ago before you started having to fix things around the house? Well, I still had to fix things. Oh, jeez. I had to. I I realized a problem with my spray booth. Uh -uh. Uh-oh. Hard venting is not very flexible. No. So as soon as you start trying to put the window plate in. I've got a wooden insulated window plate to, well, try to keep from freezing or boiling, depending <laughs> on what time of the year it is, depending on the season. Yeah, before I just you, I, I drilled a hole and I stuck a pipe out the side. Um, this one had to be a lot more careful. Uh, but as soon as I started moving things again, uh, what that entails is kind of moving this board, you know, I, I've got to kind of slide it in on an angle. And while well, things started again, falling apart. We're remembering this is at, just at the reach of your arms, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. It's okay. uh, nine and a half feet up in the air. So it's. I'm not it's reaching a, that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a pain. So uh, it all broke. Um, uh, I had. Uh, I had a a factory-made elbow that fell apart. So that broke, basically. Oh, boy. Um, And I had to, I I fit it back together. I kind of pushed it back in, and I taped the bejesus out of it. But then what I did was I had to get some flexible hose. So what I did was I, I moved my spray booth back a couple of inches, and I cut some flexible hose, and I made a new part of you know, sort of two inches of flexible hose so that hopefully uh the vent doesn't break every time I put it in. But you know, there was my first couple of hours of modeling. Jeez. At that point, my patient has my patients had sort mm-hmm. of run out. And uh I, I decided I was going to uh use this. Well, what do we call this horrible thing called a an airbrush? That's what I was gonna do. Okay. Couple things there. One, I'm using paint I don't normally use. Two, I don't think it was quite thin enough. Three, I was just using a brand new needle that I don't think I like as much. It's a 0.3 for my Wata HPC. I could get the stuff out there, but boy, was it taking too much time. It was, it was slow. I was, you know, I think it maybe could have been thinner. I decided I don't like those Tamiya LP paints. They're just not thin enough out of the can, out of the bottle.
0: Out of the bottle, yeah.
1: Uh, I put some thinner in the bottle and I kind of made it thin, but I don't think it was really thin enough. And I just found that I was, I I put on sort of some base coats with, with the airbrush and my patience ran out. So I decided, you know what? I have a can of this. I heated up my can. I sprayed it with there and boom, I tell you what, it looks fantastic. Yes,
0: Uh, I, I admit I've seen it. It looks good. I like it.
1: Yep, uh, it covered up some of the boo boos that I had through airbrushing. Because, of course, you know when you're when it takes so long, you end up with buildup in the nozzle, and then occasionally you'll get a, you know, a spot yeah. that comes out.
0: And then you got to get a get they out a cotton swab, get some thinner on it, and put it against the tip.
1: And yeah. So anyway, I mm-hmm. gave up on that for now. Uh, and I want to talk to you a little bit about airbrushing as our sort of topic today, because (laughs) once we get rid of the other stuff, (laughs) I was a little frustrated. Um, I, and I, you know, it's probably just me. I've done spray bombs for, you know, my, my, my technique is perfected on that. I I certainly have no, you know, I, I use my airbrush, but I use it in small, very detailed ways. You know what I mean, like
0: painting window trim.
1: I do all my window trim. I do my interiors. I do, I do certain things on it, but I don't usually do it. I don't. Maybe I just don't like learning new things at my advanced age, John. You can teach an old dog new tricks. Ooh. Tell Coco that uh, <laughs> she's not old. <laughs> you know what? She's going to be four this year. I she's not me. that old. Anyway, uh, I, I I apparently am because yes. Uh, so I did that in a, I think it said to me a spray can called copper or metallic orange.
0: Yes, TSAD 3 I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, and oh boy, was, uh, you know, the paint just laid down lovely. Um, I did, didn't do any sanding on it. I just did a slight uh, rubbing with a Novus number no. 2. It's not perfect, but it's ideal for what I wanted, so uh that's ready for me to tape up and uh paint the window trim on next but uh yeah it it actually looks really good it was one of those you know when you're kind of almost just this is a test kit that's kind of why i didn't even know what kit it was i just like <laughs> okay i'm just gonna try this and see how it works well it's actually looking pretty good so i'm, qu- I'm quite happy with that cool um, you were talking about your mail stuff. I got, I just got one or two little items in.
0: Yeah. One or two little items looking at a list of it.
1: <clears throat> so a friend of the show, Jason works, put me in touch with paints, models, and more from Alberta, Canada. Now I talked about it for the Patreon extra last time. Cause I had no idea how this was going to go. <laughs> I ordered this on a Saturday. It was on my doorstep on the Wednesday. Wow! incredible stuff. But I was a little nervous because it's not something that I've really done before. You, the the gentleman that runs at Paul Meadows is working on getting his website run up. But for right now, you send him an email, his email info at paints, models and He'll send you a spreadsheet with his inventory on there and you just, tell him what you want. He'll send you an invoice and you pay ballot or uh, e transfer, whatever works. Mm-hmm. Um, shipping was reasonable, tracked very, very fast. Everything came just perfectly. So he gets a huge, huge, huge shout out for me. I was a little nervous actually, because, you know, somebody that I don't know. <laughs> and I'm looking at the prices. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I'm just seeing dollar signs. <laughs> yeah. I, th- this order was around 670 bucks Canadian.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Around first, 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 uh, order that you, you know, send to a guy and it's like, Ooh, you know, and it's
0: $600. <laughs> yeah. But he got some cool stuff. I'm not saying he doesn't have cool stuff. $600. I mean, if mm-hmm. I'm going to try somebody new, it's not going to be $600 worth.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, again, he came recommended from a friend of the show. So I was okay to give it a try. <laughs> I figured, you know what? One shot and give it a go. Give it a go. But uh, my results were really nice. So I'll, I'll go through the list because, well. Why not? Somebody, sp- <laughs> somebody spent a lot of my money. Uh, so I got the Lotus Europa dress up deckle. That is the John Player special gold decals oh, for the Lotus Europa. Beautiful,
0: beautiful, 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 Len.
1: Um, I, I'm absolutely so impressed with those. That uh, Those are from Taboo, which mm-hmm. never seen them before, never used them before, but they look great.
0: I've heard I've heard of them before. Never seen them, never used them, but I've heard of them
1: yeah i can't wait to give those a shot uh from tamir a kit that i wanted that disappeared really really quickly was the toyota model AA. uh when it came in it was stupidly canadianly priced for something like that and this guy had a very very reasonable price on it so i picked up one of those it's very reasonable price it's almost cheaper than an amd kit mm, yeah it was so- uh <laughs> you know and again um uh, Paul's pricing, very, very fair, very reasonable. Uh, John has been teasing me by putting links into the show notes for some of the FW14B, which is the Nigel Frank Mansell Williams, <laughs> Nigel Mansell 112th Tamiya kit that I have. Red 5. <laughs> there are a ton of aftermarket stuff from Top Model, I think it is.
0: And then, and we have to point out it's 12 scale. I don't tease with little stuff. I tease with big stuff.
1: <laughs> and you know, I've been looking at the spot model prices, and they were getting up there, and especially when you look at all the detail kits that they have. There's spot model price, then you got to pay the exchange and shipping, and eh,
0: and taxes at
1: the border when you start yes. shipping that amount. Yes, Paul had them all in stock, so I got detail up set one cockpit set two front dampers and chassis uh set three brake set set four wing and under panel set five radiator and ecu set six the engine i also got the drive shafts um you know these are these are not terribly inexpensive the the drive shafts
0: are the least expensive
1: but they are so nicely done, John. These are oh, uh, a combination of resin and machined, and um, the the detail on these is just fantastic. Um, but yes, you you can throw a lot of money at this project in a hurry, and apparently I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you're if you do have one of these and are looking for one of these, um, you know, check out our show notes. We'll have a link to. How how to get these in there, but um, certainly they're really cool. Uh, I also got some flocking black powder in a black and a gray, and these don't come in little baggies like I was expecting. These are actually in nice little containers, which are really kind of oh, cool. cool. They're kinda a different cool. brand than I've used. I haven't I haven't actually tried any of these yet, but you know, uh, finding somewhere that sells flocking, I can't even find somebody that sells superglue and masking tape. So uh, <laughs> I, I figured flocking was a safe thing. You know, I'm always going to use black flocking. I'm always going to use gray flocking. So, um, but really, really nice stuff. The list that he has is quite comprehensive. Uh, and apparently it looks like he's getting more with uh website, but uh, really, really impressed. Uh, I do also have some, hopefully, uh, machined wheels for this coming from the States. Uh, they are a couple of weeks in transit. I'm hoping they'll show up any day and I'll give you more of a shout out and more info on that when I get it. But, uh, this to me has become a very, very expensive kit in a hurry, John.
0: <laughs> and you can leave it in your will to me. Should you pass away? Say, you know, the
1: next five years or so. Would you build it? <laughs> yes. Common kit build? I don't know where I'd put it, but I would build it. <laughs> if you build it, they shall come. Yes. I got, I got to figure out this airbrush thing before I build it. But uh, yeah, boy, do I want to get started on it? Uh, but it's also scarily intimidating. Yes.
0: I believe that. 100% with all the, all those goodies with it. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Where do I start first?
1: <laughs> yeah. It really is going to take some thought process because none of these are going to be quick to do, but man, do the, the stuff looks fantastic. But anyway. So that was, that was why I'm broke.
0: You sound about as goody as I was over my decals.
1: (laughs) No, this is more like you with the Mercedes from.
0: uh, Oh, the Mercedes. Oh boy. (laughs) Yes.
1: And I'm, I'm trying really, really hard not to break everything out of these bags and boxes that they come in.
0: (laughs) But you want to look at them, don't you? You I I do.
1: I do. You got to watch everything, but yeah, (laughs) one day at a time. So yeah, it was an expensive uh, shopping trip, but uh, very, very well worth it and Um, highly recommended for what was, well, one of the most interesting. And you you know, I gotta admit, I hesitated before sending that money. Mm. Here's a guy I don't know, other than email, because, well, on the internet, anybody can be a dog. You you know what I mean? It was just strange, but anybody could be, well, John K. Dezan, (laughs) you know. If you want to send $700 to John K. DeZan, I'll give you his email address.
0: Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> but uh, no, really, really good experience and really, really impressive. So uh, thank you to Jason for pointing that out to me and costing me a ton of money. Hmm. All right, John, you look like you've been doing all the homework on me. You know, you don't thank me when I show you all these neat things that you have to buy, that you should buy. I was hmm. cursing you, if you remember, because if you hadn't put it in the show notes, Jason wouldn't know that I was interested in this kid and I wouldn't have had to spend $700. Uh,
0: not.
1: Plus the wheels.
0: <laughs> Plus the wheels.
1: Uh, the wheels made that whole bill oh, close to a thousand, nine hundred bucks, uh, I think it was in one holy day. Holy shoot, man. Yeah. Anyway,
0: if I have a nine hundred dollar month, I think it's expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it was an expensive one. I'm going to have to. uh, Anyway. Let's, let's talk about all the hot, the the homework that you've got in there because wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, Just announced from round two for 2022 is they're going to retool the 1966 Ford Mustang coupe, which means they're going to take, they're going to do something like what they've done with the Garwood garbage truck. You're going to get a, the body is going to be, it was apparently it was modified into something else and they're going to tool as a brand new body. So if you want to build an AMT 66 Mustang coupe, you'll finally be able to for the first time since 1966. Very cool. And the other one, the other one's got me a bit more interested, (laughs) even though I like Mustangs. (laughs) They've announced a while back, we talked about that they had announced an all new kit for 2022, an all new car kit for 2022. I had sort of theorized out loud, maybe they're going to give us a Chevy Corvette wrong. They're going to give us a 2021 Dodge Charger RT. Full detail, including engine, wheels, chassis, interior, everything. And they have promised two variations to follow. I'm kind of hoping, pardon me, I want a Charger Enforcer. And it's, I think, pretty much is how can they not do a Hellcat? A wide-body Hellcat.
1: Mm, who knows? Know. I'm just looking at the pictures. The Challenger really hasn't changed much, has it? Charger. Oh, why do you? Hi-
0: yeah, I read. I, I typed Challenger and read Charger because it's a Charger.
1: <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I'm googling this and I'm going. Okay, what
0: the you know? What the heck's for? Pro- what what is John so up about this for? Why is a challenger enforcer even a thing? A challenger is a door.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm googling. I'm, I'm rapidly googling it and getting more and more <laughs> confused. That makes a whole lot more sense, John. Thank you very much. Yes,
0: you're very welcome.
1: <laughs> okay, I get it. I'm with you now. It's like I'm challenger, lost. charger,
0: charger, challenger. Hey, you know, but you you don't want to sound like an idiot thing. and say,
1: "Hey, John, I don't get it." You know, Uh, we say, we (laughs) save that for the Patreon extra. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, John. Okay. So have you seen it now?
1: I have. I I can see why you'd be excited about this.
0: Yes. And this will be in one twenty fifth scale as opposed to the Lindbergh Dodge charger enforcers of what? 10, 15 years ago. They were in one twenty fourth scale.
1: Oh, were they? I've got one in a box. I haven't actually built it
0: yet. They are. So nothing is interchangeable. I know that's one thing when I when Tr- Chris Martin and I were initially talking about this, I said, why can't they use something from the Lindbergh kit? Because they own the Lindberghs, and yes, they do. But if you're doing new new kit in 125, nothing in 124 is going to work for you.
1: Definitely. Okay, cool. I would be mm-hmm. interesting to see what that's gonna cost when it comes out. That might be a $60 yeah. kit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it might be, but if they do it right, include a few extra, if they, do, if they decide to do an enforcer, mm-hmm. you include a few extra parts, you know, like the, like the push bumper, like the, the center console, like two or three variations, of the most popular light bars used on police cars. Hmm, I don't think it will be a problem to sell it, especially if they include decals that we know for, for an
1: agency that uses the charger enforcer. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Well, at least, uh, you know, and hopefully your friend, Bill Bozo, God, I can't say that name without laughing. Um, <laughs> his, his actual name is Bill Smith, but the company name is Bill Bozo. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> if, if he comes up with some detail sheets for it, it'd be fantastic. You yes. know what? Even if they do a Hellcat, I'm sure you could sort of retrofit it to be close enough to an enforcer. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. They, they promised variations. There's only three possible variations on the car.
1: Well, unless you're typing it in, in which case is a whole two-door version.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. The Charger RT, the Charger Enforcer, the Hellcat, and the Red Eye. That's all you've got for the big V8 Chargers. What's a Red Eye? It's it might be the technically the right word for a. Uh, I haven't looked. But it might be the right word for a Hellcat wide body, the right description.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah, otherwise,
0: nice. otherwise you're just looking at graphic variations. I mean, I know there's some other variations. There was a
1: yeah, it says wide body on it. So yeah,
0: see, there you go.
1: He's got <laughs> thick hips. Yep. But don't. right, John. What else is coming out? What
0: makes the world go around, Justin? <laughs>
1: Oh, John, 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 John. Oh,
0: boy, I'm hanging out with you too much. <laughs> don't blame me. Uh, don't blame you. No, okay. What else is new, John? Yeah, okay. So, Tamia has said that we are going to get both a current model, as in the new, with the, the latest redesign of the Toyota GR86 and the Subaru BRZ. Ooh. These are out now, as far as I know. If you want them, get them. <laughs>
1: I bought uh, one of these the last time it came around, and I still haven't got around to building it.
0: Yeah, I built my BRZ.
1: Let's say two years ago. Nice kit, really. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'd invest in more. You know what? Actually, I think I've got two versions of it. Um, I bought the Subaru Toyota version when it came out. I'm oh, sorry, I bought the Tamiya um, Toyota Tamiya, version. Toyota. Okay, and somebody else did the Subaru. Uh Tamiya did the Subaru as well, and then Aoshima did it as well. Yeah, and they you know. did a more detailed kit, I believe. More detailed kit. There's what the only thing
0: you can add to the Tamiya. Well, it's not no, a full engine.
1: I don't believe it's a full engine in the Tamiya. I think the ah, the, the hood opens. I can tell you that. Okay. All right.
0: Uh Anyway, well, that's just uh, off the top of my head,
1: Aoshima <laughs> came out with one, and I won it at a model show in a. Door prize. Door prize. So I have both, and neither has been built.
0: Hmm. Oh, well. Coming from Scale Productions, coming from Scale Productions on 124th scale resin is a round headlight version of the Volkswagen Vento slash Jetta, as we know it here in North America.
1: I'm having, what is it, Fast and the Furious three flashbacks to this. <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
0: Volkswagens are always nice. To say they're wicked fast. Eh, not so much my book, but
1: <laughs> mm. um, yeah, it's just a body, I guess. What
0: what kit's that for? I know Fujimi had a Golf of that time frame,
1: so I'm just looking here. There's a link which doesn't tell me a whole heck of a lot. It is a Fujimi though. Okay, Volkswagen Golf R's VR6 is yeah. the kit that you oh, need the for six. That. Those were rare. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not a Volkswagen guy, but hey. Well,
0: at the time when the Corrado came out, my dad was still into Volkswagens, and I happened to have to take his car to the garage right after lunch. The service manager uh, pulled in from lunch driving something that wasn't his, a Corrado VR6. And I said, so, Bernard, how was it? He said, it's a good way to get a ticket.
1: <laughs> hey, speaking of the Volkswagen Group, I heard there are uh, a, a bunch of yuppies uh, crying at the moment because their eleven 1, hundred Porsches are on fire in the middle of the ocean.
0: Yeah, well, it's not necessarily just Porsches. I thought there were Volkswagens in there too.
1: Uh, Bentley, I think, is the other thing that's on there.
0: Oh, jeez, man,
1: that's ah, going to be an expensive one.
0: Oh, that's an ex- somebody's insurance is going to take a hell of a hit. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, well, I th- Volkswagen group will be, hopefully they've got good insurance on that because, uh, maritime law is quite interesting, you know, and especially how the fire started. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it, if it came from a car, faulty wiring on a car, guess who just bought the whole ship? <laughs> yeah. Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they got deep pockets and a few less Porsches <laughs> and a Bentley or two. <laughs>
0: Okay, moving on. Salvino's GR 124 scale, the Junior Johnson Racing Darrell truck driven number 11, 1983 Chevy Monte Carlo race car. Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi. There you go.
1: Ah <laughs> oh, man, these these cars were so classic looking. too. Yeah. All right, well, cool. I
0: mean, essentially I was what, 15 when that car came out?
1: <laughs> you were older than I am. And you tease me about getting old and falling downstairs.
0: <laughs> Let's not
1: go there. Pre-show.
0: Uh Heller one twenty-fourth scale, the Bugatti EB one hundred and ten of the late eighties, early nineties. Mm.
1: I do believe this is
0: the. You've clicked on it. It's not. It's not shared with monogram. It's not, is it? No, it's a, a complete tool by Heller. From what I could see by following the history of the kit, because I had to look because I knew you'd bring it up. This one's Ooh. the mon. This one's based on the monogram tool. I said nope, it's not. <laughs> all right, interesting. So isn't that isn't that interesting that both monogram and Heller did a that mod- a then modern Bugatti EB one hundred and ten at the same time? It really is. All right, interesting. You yeah. gonna pick one of these up? Maybe. That's all I'm going to say right now. It's. I mean, yeah, it's a Bugatti. Yeah, it's cool, but it's not that good looking. They weren't that fast and.
1: Well, hmm. mm. I believe I have one of the monograms kicking around, but as with a lot of monograms from that age,
0: yeah, it, it ain't
1: a particularly good casting, if you know what I mean. It, so, I,
0: Exactly. I built the monogram
1: back in the day and said, yeah, no. <laughs>
0: yeah. I Never think again. it was
1: one of those. I pulled it out, looked at the body and it did not get any further, but you know, seeing as I like uh, funny, expensive cars and this one gives me an exclusive. <laughs> To paint it blue and not red. Well, you know, anything's possible. There you
0: go. Nunu, 2015, Macau FIA GT World Cup Championship Audi R8 Le Mans GT3, sponsored by AAPE Audi Hong
1: Kong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same kit with a different nose job, I think. It's Mm -hmm. got a different paint job, at least, on it. Yep. We've seen it before, but the next one. Please tell me they're coming back with, no, they're not coming back with, no, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the sold out and sort of unobtainium short wheelbase Audi.
0: That uh, they did. No, not quite. Although I did see one for sale earlier this morning, but what we're going to talk about next though, it might get Justin to spend some money. Oh, Jesus Christ. You can ride this <laughs> just about one quarter scale, one fourth, Porcher, Ducati twelve ninety nine Pinigalli R final edition
1: one quarter scale. That's like one of those little pit bikes that you can get off Amazon, right? Yeah, just about. Yeah, you know, you put a little motorcycle or a little um, lawnmower engine in it, and you can drive it around your driveway. I'm guessing
0: something like that. Yeah, it's not street. It's definitely not street legal, but could you buy it? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This one's lost me though. Why? Premium metal diecast and is supplied already painted.
0: Oh, I hadn't noticed that, but I had mm-hmm. noticed the prices and looked at the, the the prices, the colors, and looked at it and said, "Oh, baby."
1: Yes. Oh, uh, only two thousand units, so you better uh, get it quickly because mm-hmm. I'm sure you know each one of our listeners will want one of these and
0: oh well, they might go in a hurry. They might, well, as you said, we need a Kickstarter. I tell you. Uh, previously talked about, and thus almost out, according to my regular Canadian supplier, uh, the Italeri 112 scale Lancia Delta HF Integrale 16-valve rally race car.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I've seen, I've seen the Canadian price of about $350, if you got to have one, Justin.
1: Well, you know I've got no money. Mm, uh, yeah, after all those detail parts in
0: 112
1: scale. Mm, imagine that. Mm. <clears throat> good scale, good scale. You know, the fu- the funny part is I don't actually build a lot of 112 stuff.
0: Well, I have what the, I have Revelle's or even might be monograms, 2005, 2010 Ford Mustang and what one twelfth, one tenth, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Love it. Haven't got, I've got aftermarket sets for it. Haven't got around to doing anything with it yet, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. It's, you know, they're big.
0: Yeah, they're big. I mean, the body the body alone is at least a foot long. I mean.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a uh, uh, Tamiya Enzo, um, and it's huge. I believe that. But it, it, it takes up a shelf on its own. Jeez. Yeah. All right. What's next, John?
0: Polar Lights, 120 Fiscal, Hot Wheels, 1969 Dodge Charger, Funny Car.
1: <clears throat> they have nailed, if this is right, the Hot Wheels look pretty well. They have uh, including the wheels with the little red lines on them. Mm-hmm. Pad printed vinyl tires and belts. Yep. That's cool. I wouldn't build it for myself. Cause I think I've had that kit before and it ain't a good kit, but it, it I think that will sell well. And I think it will build up largely to represent the Hot Wheels brand. I think the the choice of kits for that is really good.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which last, last time around we talked about, AMT reissuing the, what, the 96 Mustang GT snap kit? hmm Hot Wheels livery. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So you got two, did you? No, not getting any.
1: <laughs> Outgrew Hot Wheels long time ago. I've got, I've got like an entire bucket of Hot Wheels that I used to have displayed, and I've got nowhere to put them at the moment. I'm trying to figure out what to do with them. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure some company out there makes display cases for them. Yeah. I just don't have any place for a display case. Mm. You know, that small little house with, uh, you know, not a lot of bathrooms that I don't have Mm -hmm. and not a lot of kitchens and (laughs) exactly. I got, I got no place for hot wheels, so I got to figure out what to do with those at some point. Sell them. Yeah. I don't know if anybody would want them.
0: (laughs) Probably not. No.
1: Or the hassle you'd have to go through to try to sell them to make a buck. Yeah. Oh, well. Hasegawa, 124 skill Porsche,
0: 944 turbo racing.
1: Oh. Uh Uh-oh. Well, the only problem is this is a certain livery, 1987 SCCA endurance race in the Rothmans livery.
0: Ah, yes, yes. That's pretty, isn't it? Without
1: any Rothmans on it. So the first thing you have to do is go out and get proper decals for it. hmm But in the Rothman's livery, that is actually mm. a really pretty car.
0: Yes, it is. I will. Have. Yeah. Don't need it. I can move on.
1: Okay, you move on.
0: The Hasagawa 124 scale Bio Super Turbo A70 1989 from the Japanese Touring Car Championship. JTCC <laughs> Oh, I left out a C? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that's fine. So... Toyota Super Racing Blue with white logos on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, again, doesn't really grab me because it's not something I ever watch. But it's out there if you need it.
0: Also from Hasegawa, and we're gonna have Hasagawa for a little while now. One twenty-four scale Toyota two thousand GT, nineteen sixty-eight SCCA sports car race. Oh, is this a,
1: this is a rebox because I've seen this one before.
0: Yeah. I'm oh, sure it's a rebox
1: with new parts apparently. Mm. I don't know what the new parts are. Doesn't say. Yeah. Doesn't say, does it? Mm, I like that uh, look of it, though. Very nice. There's also on here. Mm-mm. I did not know this is a collector's high grade series. Did you know that with super detail? Possibly. <laughs> oh, John. Okay. Anyway. Now All he right. needs it.
0: That's another, that's another kit for him.
1: Uh-huh. Jeez, John. The
0: Hasegawa 124 scale Nissan Bluebird four-door sedan ss ru U12 late 1990.
1: I don't um, like the color where the colors on this one, white, red, and blue.
0: Hmm. Very pretty. Yeah. That's not bad for what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. It's got the, it, it's actually not a race car, but it's got sort of the, homologation colors on it because it's even got the two lights in the front the yeah. racing spotlights i like that hm. oh john stop it
0: hasagawa 124 scale mazda cosmo sport with spoiler with chin spoiler
1: ew, ew? ew.
0: you ew. Know, i guess you it is you in this
1: i mean it's got a chin spoiler and it's got a rear spoiler and it it yeah, ew Don't mess with a car that. Yes, don't. No, I i have I have no words. I, it's uh, it you. reminds me of you something from the fifties that um you know the the Jetsons would have flown around in. You know, some weird concept <laughs> designer's version of it. Um, that Cosmo is a classic car. I mean, it's not the prettiest car, but certainly the chin spoiler. The
0: chin spoiler. No, doesn't help it. No,
1: no, 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 no. All right, let's 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 get back to my world.
0: Hasegawa 124, Lancia 037, 1985, ERC Rally,
1: Costa Brava. Uh, this also looks like it is in... Rothman's. Rothman's livery, doesn't it? Yep. I wonder if that has been airbrushed for... Because it's a picture of the car in it, mm-hmm. and the car strangely doesn't have any Rothman's...
0: Yeah, when it should, shouldn't it? It really ought to.
1: It doesn't look it. Well, from from 1985, one would think it would have.
0: From 1985, one would think it should have. Exactly. Well, okay, so let me. It would be wrong. It would be wrong if it didn't. Let's put it that way.
1: I'm looking for pictures of the actual car here. Uh, Which is interesting because that picture does not have any on it, so there must have been something weird on it. But other pictures show. Maybe it wasn't
0: loud. Maybe it wasn't loud where it raced.
1: Yeah, but it's weird because other pictures under the same Google search show the car with Rothmans. Hmm. Um, so I think it really depends on who's got licensing and who doesn't. Doesn't. Very, very odd. I would suspect that it should have licensing and that Hasegawa may have airbrushed it out. Because everything else that I see, and I don't see a lot of pictures. Apparently, 1985, people aren't uploading their pictures to the internet.
0: <laughs> this is a
1: surprise? Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, the pictures that I keep finding are all about the model car, and the model car doesn't have it. Weird. Very weird. I don't know about that. We'll have to see. But that definitely looks like... Rothman's livery to me that should be on there to make it perfect. Hmm. Weird. Everybody smoked in 1985, didn't they, John? No. Okay. I didn't. Never have, never will. Well, you are kind of the obsession to everything.
0: Well, maybe so, but. You don't
1: even drink, my friend.
0: No. We've got to get you going there. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. Hasegawa 124 scale Volkswagen Type 2 microbus. Moon equipped. It is. Mm -hmm.
1: This is how many windows, John? (laughs) Too many that I didn't count at the time. (laughs) Okay. This is a window bus. Yes. Nice, actually. Like that one. All right.
0: Well, 14, 15 window, I'm thinking.
1: I gave up. It's too (laughs) early in the morning. I haven't had enough coffee yet, John. Oh, dear.
0: (laughs) One twenty-four scale Denzo Toyota eighty-seven C nineteen eighty-seven Le Mans.
1: A nice livery for this one, actually. Yeah, the Denso I guess kits. Yeah, yeah, kits. Kits been around before, I think, but um, oh yes, definitely. Another another re-release. Uh, not bad. Not bad. I don't mind it.
0: One twenty-four scale Mitsubishi Lancer EX two thousand Turbo, nineteen eighty-one ERC Hansruck Rally. Mm-hmm. Rally of the Huns?
1: Hmm. <laughs> is that what it's? Co- is that I what don't know. Okay. It just makes me think of Hunsruk. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds well. It's got, it's got the the double dots over the U. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's German.
0: Yeah, that's exactly why I'm thinking it. I mean,
1: uh, the Rally of the Huns. I was thinking that was a Chinese rally. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a Huns. And if it was a desert oh. rally in Tatooine, it'd be the Rally of the Huts. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, tip your waiter. He'll be here all week, guys.
1: <laughs> actually, not a bad car. This not <laughs> a bad car. <laughs> I I mean it's a it's a boxy car from that era, but I kind of like it's kind of gray with just subtle stripes. It's it's a nice, nice rally car. And it looks like the kind of car that you could drive home with your kids in the back on the way home.
0: Yeah, I'd agree on that. They at that time the well, there's isn't there still a class like that for rally cars?
1: Yeah, yeah, but safety, been what it is nowadays. Everything's a little more different. Mm. True.
0: Still continuing, Hasagawa one twenty fourth scale Subaru Legacy RS nineteen ninety two Rally Australia. Got a mate. Ooh,
1: this is um, new livery, which looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, yellow and blue. <laughs> yellow <laughs> right. and blue. And it kind of looks like paint splotches everywhere. So I have no idea which which way do you think they'll do this? I'm thinking you paint the car yellow and you put the blue decals on.
0: Yeah, that's, what I, that's how I would think it would go.
1: Some of those are going to be a pain in the butt around the lights at the front. Mm-hmm. But
0: then again, they could uh, cheat out on it, make you paint the headlights You know, from just above the headlights. Yeah. Need a, line, a line of blue above the headlights then they have just a stripe of decal that goes on from there <sighs> never know
1: it's pretty cool though, I like that uh, I'm glad that uh, they're getting some life out of that uh, yeah. legacy tooling as well that was a cool <laughs> kit
0: Hasegawa 124 scale Lancia Delta HF Integrale Evoluzione Martini 5
1: okay, this one's cost me some money, John oh dear this is uh, not a racing car. It looks like a homo- homologation car. It is a white car with just a simple martini stripe down the side.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah, that's what I would say it is too. Now that I look at it.
1: It is absolutely like it's a street car. And I don't have this as a street car. I have this in rally cars. <laughs> so. Crap. You just cost me some money, John.
0: Hmm. i come to my world. <laughs> Asagawa 124 scale Nissan Fair Lady Z 1973 Tax Clover Rally
1: Winner. T A C S Tax. The classic red with a black hood. Yep. Luckily, I have one of these already, so I don't have to go there. Mm, darn. Whew. The 124
0: scale Lancia Stratos HF 1981
1: Tour de Course Rally Winner. You know, this is again another different levery. Mm-hmm. Might have to pick it up. Yeah. That, oh,
0: I like I like that blue with the little stripes. Yeah.
1: Mhm. One of our slackers just built a Lancia Stratos. Looked really nice in yellow.
0: Robert something.
1: Robert Judson, is that it? Yeah, that's it.
0: That's it. Yes.
1: Uh, lacquer prep. Sorry, Robert.
0: <laughs> he didn't know he was going to be talking about Lancia Stratos.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, I saw that the other day. It looked really nice. So. Uh, doing that with blue with the stripes, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, those, the stripes kind of, they, they, they haven't aged those colors, you know, a dark blue with a light blue and a yellow stripe. All you need is a little bit of neon in there. And I'm, I'm into my leg warmers and uh, oh my, my hairspray from the eighties. Hairspray. Hairspray. You had hair. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I was actually watching a music video from a nightclub the other day from sort of the mid eighties. Uh, about the time I would have started going to nightclubs and the people with their hair back in the day was just hilarious. You know, the, the, the people that had it basically straight up from the, you know, their bangs went straight up mm-hmm. and that was of an age. Oh, the, the Cyndi Lauper look. Yep. Yeah. It was, uh, it was funny to see and sort of remember and go, Ooh, that's a little close to home. When I had <laughs> hair, I used to do weird things like that to it. Oh,
0: God. That's why it left you. <laughs> <laughs> it was embarrassed. Probably. Yeah, boy. Hasagawa, 124 skill, Wed Sport, Wed Sport, excuse me, Crow 11 AE92,
1: 1989, Intertech. It is. Doesn't do much for me. How about you, John?
0: Eh, not with a not with the neon
1: wheels. Oh yeah, I kind of miss those.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's the first thing it got me. Blue, it's more blue and yellow, more yellow than blue, and it's you know I could do, work with that. There's white, yeah, I could work with that. Neon green wheels, no, I can't work with that. And the body style, not really.
1: You remember I was just saying you needed a little bit of neon on that uh, Stratos just yep. to make it real, ladies. Nope. We found it. Yeah,
0: we found it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Oh dear. Hasegawa 124 scale Mini Cooper esque Countryman, All four Union
1: Jack Part 2. Gotta admit, I like the paint job on it.
0: Yeah. It's got the Union Jack on the roof. Why wouldn't you like that? Well, no, it's got the Union, it's got the Union Jack on the lower sides of the car with the Union Jack colors running and striping over the roof and bonnet. unbonnet mm-hmm. Gotta get it right. It's not a hood on this one. <laughs> <clears throat> Hasegawa 124 scale Toyota Silica
1: ST. Mm-hmm. I have this in the blue version before.
0: Of course you have it.
1: I might have actually found a second version of this while I was moving, but, you know, one of those cars. Might. <laughs> might have. Hasegawa
0: 112 scale Kawasaki KR250 or KR250A from 1984. So that would be a <laughs> yeah, little crotch screamer, in other words. Exactly mm-hmm uh, like ever people buy them Husqvarna 112 scale honda ns 500 hb honda from the 1989 wgp 500 so that would be a racing bike before i even click on it yep <laughs> number nine
1: yep yeah i got nothing
0: oh well we'll just move along then uh, the Hasegawa 112 scale Yamaha YZR 0 WAB 1989 All Japan Road Race Championship GP500.
1: I think it's like anything. These are for a very specific market and they aren't me.
0: No. Now is the next one new, Justin? The Hasegawa 124 scale William, Williams FW14 All Metal Engine Details. mm
1: <laughs> If I didn't just spend, you know, several hundred dollars on all the metal engine details for the big one, this would be (laughs) actually the 14 was the year before it was the 14 B that I preferred. Yeah. The all conquering Nigel
0: Mansell car. Mm
1: -hmm. I do believe I actually have this in the regular version. So I don't think I'd need another one of these, Uh, but, and then you've got to, you know, if you look at this. You've then got to go out and get the, the correct decals because, well, it's just yellow. The the camel yellow
0: oh, God, doesn't have yes. any decals. Yep.
1: So I'd be costing
0: you twice the amount of money.
1: Hmm.
0: Got to make it easier. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, we're back to a Cosmo Sport again.
0: Yeah, Cosmo Sport, 1968. Marathon de la Route Super Detail.
1: Looks better than the one with the Chin spoiler
0: and, and the trunk spoiler.
1: This one, do, this one doesn't have the front spoiler, does it? Please tell me it doesn't.
0: I can't tell you one way or the other. I don't think so, oh. but
1: uh high detail though. High grade high grade series. So mm-hmm. oh, what does
0: super detail? <laughs> Hasegawa 120 scale, Lotus 79, the 1978 German Grand Prix detail up version.
1: All right. So I, it appears that Hasegauer is doubling down on details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, they can do that. For again, me, eh, no. missing, missing. So, you know, you got it. First thing you got to do is go out and get decals for this because yeah. it's all black and there is nothing.
0: Well, it does mm. say Olympus on the lower side of the car, but on the air boxes.
1: Yeah. But. What What is black and gold, John?
0: What black, is black and gold are the John player Special cars from that time. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. Oh, dear. The Husco 124 skill Suzuki Jimny with camp girl figures.
1: One time at Bank camp. Mm-mm. Yep. Actually, this isn't too bad. I, I kind of like this little Jimmy Jimny Jimny. Yes. A.K.A. The Suzuki sidekick. Mm <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a different one than we talked about a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, the, the other one had a resin wooden steering wheel.
1: <laughs> uh, this one, I think, is a slightly different body, too. Oh, I don't recall about that. I, I mm-hmm. do recall about the steering wheel. <laughs> it's all about the steering wheel. Uh, yep. The steering wheel and the camp girl, but we won't go there.
0: Mm-mm. No. What's mm-hmm. next, John? No, no. 124 Toyota Celica GT4. ST-165 1991 Tour-to-course rally car with masking sheet Hmm
1: Hmm this mm-hmm. a, Is this a new kit from them? GT4 I don't ra- recognize this one, do you? No, don't recognize it Looks. Like, but it's just the weirdest Choice in kits because I think uh, I did one of these Yep Anyway it's it's nice to see Nunu doing something. Hopefully they can hit on the same uh, success they had with the Audi.
0: Mm-hmm. Also from Nunu in 124 is the Toyota Corolla 11 AE92 Group A 1991 Autopolis with map, masking sheet. Blah.
1: Somebody else doing the same kit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: These Nunu. AE92s. I wonder if they're the same tool. I wonder if they're cross-tooling things.
0: Well, you can look it up on Scalemates and figure it out. If you're so inclined. Well, not while we're doing a podcast. No, too coming in June. Now, this one's just really special because it's just a little different, a little special. The F-Toys 124 scale Honda Super Cub Super Cub Kit Collection. There's a set of 12 of those little motorcycles in the box. Oh. Are these diecast, or do you know anything about them? I'm assuming die cast, but I can't prove anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm assuming they are too because the 10 are in different colors. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're free done in different colors. But they look very nice next to my little Honda Gorilla thing. Oh, these are 124. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. They're tiny. <laughs> A tiny, tiny. I told you it was 124 scale. Wow. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> thinking about that, going, wow, that's that's tiny. <laughs> Could be cool though. If you're into collectors of old stuff, one twenty-fourth for a bike is just a little too short for me. Mm. I prefer the one-fourth that I could drive around the neighborhood.
0: <laughs> oh, pre-order status, the profile, 24 scale lige J S two equipe automobile lige by sponsored by Jetan nineteen seventy-five Ventcat heures de la Mans
1: we had talked about this before because I didn't know that Ligier had made a street car kind of looking thing. Mm-hmm. This is updated shipping March the second and a price of 165 euros. Oof. Uh,
0: okay. Not spending your money there. How about on this one? Nope. Then? <laughs> Model factory heroes, one twelfth scale. Williams Ford FW 07B Williams Grand Prix engineering team by Saudia 1980 Canadian F1 Grand Prix.
1: Well, it is Carlos Reutemann and Alan Jones racing this, but, um, yeah, I can't say it calls out to me for the price that this is likely to be at one twelve <laughs> scale and be. model factory hero. I don't think you get much change out of a grand for this probably not no and that race didn't mean enough to me i'm not quite old enough to remember that race i'm not old enough to
0: remember the race Heck, i've never even been to circuit Gilles Villeneuve but uh, it is about an hour and a half for me
1: <laughs> we're not having that conversation i have thoughts i have feelings john oh dear you you as a car guy owe it to the world if you're within an hour or so of to t- to go and see the circus live i'm even
0: closer to san air I don't know what San Air is. Uh you haven't seen the days uh days of thunder.
1: Uh Tom Cruise, yeah. Top gun in a car. Yeah. No. The
0: track sign is in the opening
1: credits. San no. air. No, <laughs> um me and NASCAR have a well. A love-hate relationship. You love to hate it. No, no, I just you know, I like I like sports where they turn right. <laughs> as well as left I'm about three
0: hours from uh the track New Hampshire International Speedway in Loudon, New Hampshire
1: <laughs> wow i live I live a long way from anything my friend
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, the closest one for you would be what long beach
1: um from here, yeah, well, they don't have long Beach anymore. I think they have Austin. Oh,
0: jeez. Okay, even worse. Moving on, the Hasegawa 124 scale, 1987, 1,000 kilometers of Nürburgring Porsche 962, Team Kramer sponsored by Yokohama. Yeah, they keep putting these out, so they must keep selling them, all I gotta say. Yep. The 120th scale, Hasegawa 1978, German F1 Grand Prix, Lotus 79, Team Lotus sponsored by olympus (laughs)
1: i love the sponsored by olympus part because well (laughs) it's a black car with gold lettering and big gaps all over it where she's saying
0: john player special
1: yeah yeah
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know i'm again this is one of those that to me has made this car Mm -hmm. do we need another version
0: i'd rather have the tamia Mm. yeah yeah
1: me too, but, uh, you know,
0: we're getting down to the end of the list, guys. <laughs> Asagawa, one twenty
1: four scale Mitsubishi Lancer Evo RS street car, uh, street car with rally parts to it. Yeah. It's got rally mud flaps on it. It's, it's for, you know, well, kind of like me, uh, in a previous generation toy boy <laughs> racer that drove a street car that wanted to be a rally car. Oh, there you go. See my Subaru. <laughs>
0: We need pictures. (laughs) Itallery, 124 scroll Volvo F12 intercooler truck cab. Mm -hmm. Itallery, not pronounced it wrong. That's Itallery. Sorry about that. That's
1: okay. This is for Chris. (laughs) Chris will get John to spend more money on one of these.
0: No. Don't think so.
1: Why does it have the little Michelin man sitting on the roof?
0: Very popular in Europe. Really? Especially at that time. Yes. To have a little Michelin, man on your truck in one way, shape or form. I don't know if it was a good luck charm or something, but certainly not the first time I've ever seen it.
1: Do they get off and help you uh, lift up your truck if you get a flat?
0: (laughs) They're about as much helpful as Jackson
1: is. (laughs) That's about it.
0: Interesting. All right. Cool. Uh, yes. And speaking of which, Larry has what, one, two, three different truck accessory kits. And I know the little Michelin man is in one of them.
1: Really? Yes. I've I never, never noticed the, it. I've never noticed bib, right? Is, 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 yeah. it is.
0: Oh yes. It's bib because I have a neighbor who lives one house down the street, across the street from me. He works for a noted tire retailer here in Quebec. And yeah, it's, it's bib. Just like mm. he works for Robert something. and. The logo that they used to run on the side of the trucks is, was known as Bob. So have been Bob. Yep. They've been Bob. Oh, boy. I won't Work. tell them that.
1: We're not going <laughs> there. I will not tell my bat that. Probably. Uh, all right, John. I want to talk to you about airflow. Airbrushing. Airbrushing. Airflow. airbrushing. Mm-hmm. Airflow, airbrush, yeah. Needle size. What size needle do you run? I don't know. Well, you're not very much help. I
0: know I'm sorry about that. I realized that, but I, I think I, I tried figuring out once because it has to do with how, how many markings are on the, not the cap, the tip, the cap, the, wherever, from what I can see, I think I have a 0.5,
1: which Mm. would be bigger than yours. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. So the problem I had when I was trying to airbrush last week was i wasn't getting a lot of flow and and i'm gonna be honest with you i actually went to youtube and i saw somebody using a grex <laughs> and it actually looked i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say it brutally it looked like you got so much airflow that it was like putting on a um a spray can oh
0: no mine's not do that Mm-mm, no sir
1: like I expect a very fine, you know, um, spray pattern. Yes. How, when you're, how how far away do you go? Cause I know you do this thin, you know, near close thing, right? Slow.
0: Yes. TLC. Thin. Slow. Yeah. Thin. Thin. <laughs> I can't even think of it. <laughs> can't even get it right now. But close. Yes. They lost the C does sand for close, thin, soft, and close. That's what I thought. Thin, the paint is thin. Soft is maybe 10, 12 pounds of pressure. Close is an inch maximum away from the body.
1: Now, how quickly do you move your hand from whichever way to whichever way?
0: Well, it depends on on how much I'm pressing on the trigger.
1: Not a helpful answer, John.
0: I know, but it's it's learned. That's all I can say. I I can't say anything more than that. I mean... (laughs) Well, isn't this very interesting? I was just quickly googling Grex airbrushes to see what sizes they do offer, and uh, Lee Valley, a Canadian retailer for tools, has nozzle sets for Grex airbrush kits. Ooh. Huh? What do you know? So instead of paying forty odd dollars US, I can pay forty odd dollars Canadian.
1: If you can, I, do you have a Lee Valley near you?
0: No. That's the problem. Clos- of- closest one is Ottawa. But, uh, hey, I'm looking here at their website. It says add to cart. <coughs> All right. Unfortunately, hmm. they only have a 0.2 and a 0.5. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure this out because what I ended up doing was putting on such a light coat of paint. And it's so thin. Now I'm using my HPC. I bought a 0.3 because that's what I thought it came with. But maybe it was a 0.5 that was in there. The new needle does seem to be a little thinner in terms of, you know, great for details, but not not quite as much flow as I would like out of this airbrush. And I'm kind of debating what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm even debating, I've got a Badger 350, single action. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of debating even throwing everything into a single action and try doing that next time. But the frustration level that I had, building up and building up, How long does it take you to paint a body is I guess my question is it typically 20 to 30 minutes for one coat
0: for one. Well, it's multiple coats right at one sitting. You know, I, I go around, I typically go around a body four times in a session.
1: So five minutes per give or take. Yeah. Mm. So it is a very slow process.
0: Yeah. But I'll say again,
1: are you going to mess with my
0: finishes? Are you going
1: to tell me it's not worth it? <laughs> hey, uh, look at the one I shot from. Um, you know, what was that? 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah. But that may have also been a little bit, you got a little lucky on that. if You get what
1: I mean? No, my, I, I have a process for it and I've got, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, you just have a process for what you do. I have a process for what I do. And that's usually how my, you know, I, I very rarely screw up a, a paint job in with the with a spray can just because I kind of know what temperature to use what flow to use how quickly you know muscle memory right yes that 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 is part of it i've got 25 30 years of of knowing how quick to move a can and and that's part of that that i don't have and i'm trying to build up with an airbrush and you know i'm i'm sort of questioning is it the tool or is it the person the idiot behind the tool, and I'm 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 not sure which it is at the moment. That's why I was hoping to talk to you and 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 get some some details so I can figure out: is it me? Is it the airbrush? Is it the nut behind the brush? How many coats do you do before you have before you can actually see coverage? You know, do you do you get a consistent lay down the first time? Do you just get a mist on there? How do you how do you do that? Because I'm I'm really curious.
0: Uh, generally I try, I'm aiming for the first coat of colors to make sure that there's, you see that it's, you know, it's changed from whatever color it was primer or white plastic to something else.
1: So you get zero bleed of the white through that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was, I think my problem, cause I was doing what, what was really, it was a mist coat, uh, but it took me so long to do a mist coat. And you know, then I had, I had some issues with some. Blobs flopping out onto it, and oh. I was getting frustrated. Hmm. Again, um, I may just be using the wrong needle and the wrong I gotta do some research on it, but I was hoping talking to you would give me all the answers.
0: <laughs> You're talking to the barbarian, yes.
1: <clears throat> I am. I should have known better. <laughs> uh-huh. That's what I'm thinking. Uh again, I you know, even even going to YouTube, and you know how much I love YouTube, John so yeah you don't (laughs) no but i i saw somebody with a grex and seriously they could go back and forth and back and forth and they got coverage it was like wow that's surprising so you know i'm not i'm not quite sure what i need to do do you use the same needle and tip for everything yep i certainly do Mm. Mm -hmm. it's interesting but we don't know what it is
0: no i from looking at their website, which I did find a minute or two ago, I'm, I'm still going with the idea it's
1: 0.5. I'm also trying to figure out how the Grex. And you, you used the weird Aztec with the replaceable nipples before, right? That's right. So you've, you've never used a
0: traditional. The Grex is a traditional airbrush, except it's trigger action as opposed to
1: your thumb on top of it. Well, it's not trigger action because your trigger only goes in one direction, right? Mm-hmm. So you you only pull it back. You don't pull yeah. it up and down.
0: No, no, it just goes back. Yeah.
1: So that's more like a single action, is it not?
0: No, because it does, it you pull on a little bit, you get some air. The more you pull, the more paint you get. So you, in theory, you're doing both, right? No.
1: Well, yes, but you can't control them independently. Can you? Well, if
0: you take the tail cap off, you can adjust.
1: Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's, that's a modified single action because all you're doing is you're pinning it with a different.
0: Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. And you know, something it works wonderful for me.
1: Yeah. Because like on my, on my, uh, a water, I push down for paint and I pull back for air. Yeah. So I can, I've got two directions which I could put different air and different paint on mm. or maybe yeah, it's the other maybe it's the other way around mm. I'd have to it against one of those things you just do it yes you, you do it
0: you, when you go to do certain things you know you know what to do you don't need anybody to tell you what to do you,
1: how do you do it I don't know I just do it <laughs> well that's, that's show prep I thought you were going to tell me how to do it mm. no but uh, it's, it's a challenge for me so um, seeing as John isn't any help <laughs> please if you're using something like a you know traditional double action you know pull push and pull kind of thing let me know what your what your settings are because i i'm not sure what i should expect i'm not sure i think maybe i bought the wrong needle maybe i went from a 0.5 to a 0.3 and that's why it's so fine it's just not putting down enough coverage maybe i just need to get a bigger needle for the water i'm not sure It's it's very frustrating um, but that that makes me curious if your if your double action dials in as a single action, I'm wondering if using uh, that 350, which is just a single action, would get better results. Well, the
0: the unmentionable one used to use a single action, swore by it.
1: Mm. But then again, if I can use a, a can, why mess around with it? <laughs> I've got to say, this new air, this new um, spray booth that I have, mm-hmm. I can see the overspray from the can mm-hmm. get sucked up and out into the filter. Mm-hmm. Lovely to see. Lovely to see, isn't it? Yep. Uh, the room smelled, but uh, nothing else in the house did, and my wife didn't even notice. So, oh, <laughs> winning. <laughs> well, that was it. You kind of do it like that. I don't know if you ever. Okay. Did I get away with it? She's not come down and knocked on the door yet. <laughs> Hi, honey. How you doing? I came went upstairs. She's. I'm painting. Can you smell anything? Nope. I was like, Oh God! Thank God I got away with it. <laughs> uh, and I was happy because I get a good coat of paint on there. So good. <sighs> I don't know what I should do, John. Do I throw money at it and buy a new, a, a new airbrush, a Grex like yours, a Grex Tritium? Yeah. 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 They're about 250 bucks on Amazon. I looked at them the other day. Hmm. Not a bad price. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, then you know, what do you, I, I have specific uses where I do actually like the fineness of the awata and it works really well for it, especially on engines and small details like that. But When it comes down to these, the bodies, there's sort of a difference in how much paint you want on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, you're no help. <laughs> barbarian uh. thanks John alright our next month, monthly build day is coming up on March the 12th mm-hmm. that was what I was doing last time that's how we actually got some progress so I was pretty happy on that <laughs> what's on your YouTube channel John
0: oh dear I didn't I didn't put that in did I <laughs> I looked at it uh, oh yesterday yes the, I <laughs> there was another stash update that was a week ago okay so just this week the There was a new video, my longest video yet at over 22 minutes of the carrier I can't stop working on.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. I I think I know who gets a call out in that one.
0: Hmm. Well, he doesn't refer to it as a call out, but how many times was I cursed is how he asked me is what he asked me
1: after I posted it. That's about it. (laughs) A couple of times, I'm guessing.
0: Uh, Yeah, a couple, three, definitely under five.
1: Well, if you add the ones from here, he's up there
0: oh yes oh yes we won't go
1: there all right cool uh links to john's youtube channel are on our show notes model dot show slash podcast slash 81 wow i had to think about that it's been so long since we've been doing this that i forget what uh, episode it's in uh quick question from len geisler uh, is that how you say that on yes, facebook that's how i say it okay len hopefully uh, i got your name right um he wanted our ideas to see where we stand on an idea adding aftermarket wheels and tires to a build-up are you concerned with accuracy accuracy and correctness he doesn't mean in terms of appearance more about the modeling required to get stuff to fit if you look under a car and the fit is tight and would not fly in one-to-one, would you still do it? Um, so I think we've all seen those giant wheels that there's no way in hell you're going to turn your car. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, and you can make the uh, the argument that you probably have hydraulics on your, on your model car and it's going to rise up, you know, 20 mm-hmm. inches so it can actually get past those dubs. What say <laughs> you, John? How do you feel about this? If you want something to look bad
0: enough, and again, it's it won't fly in a contest. But if you want something that you're going to put in your own shelf that you just have to have, this and make it to, and make it look right. What's the who? You know, what's the fault? Who you're gonna? Who's going to be concerned about it? I mean, if you can live with it, that's what matters. I mean, uh, I replied to Glen to Len, basically saying that, and I also said someday I'll get around to taking a picture of my still in progress kugel focus and i guarantee you i didn't do it the same way that kugel engineered the cars but uh, i just had to have one all
1: right that's a tough one i have definitely seen on show tables cars you know particularly low riders or you know when dubs were kind of in fashion all those years ago (laughs) uh they would have you know those big wheels tucked under there. I'm guessing, you know, I think like you, you know, if it's, it's your kit, if you want to do it for me, I'm, I'm much more of a guy that builds the road cars that I like. And those don't, don't generally include those big wheels. I, I have some sets of them. I'll probably do them at some point. And, you, have, you know,
0: you have some,
1: <laughs> I, don't, I have everything, John, you know, that I'm surprised you have those, but. Hey, yeah, you know, you try anything once. Um, Generally, I prefer kits to be as close to factory stock as possible. That's just my own personal part. So would I worry about getting it right? Yeah, I kind of would for the stuff that I want to build. If I was doing something creative that had that style on it, um, you know, maybe I'd be okay with it. But generally, I, I... I think much of my own sensibilities is I prefer things to look, to look right, to look drivable, to be the cars that I want to own and I want to drive. But again, if I have a particularly candy paint job I want to show off and I want to make a show car, you know, no problem. Do you at that point? Um, just I wouldn't put it on a glass mirror or something like that at a show to, you know, <laughs> no. it's just going to be a curbside kind of uh car you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh but yep do you do you if it it turns on go for it there you go turns on go for it i don't judge everybody to their own man all right john i think we're kind of done quick thank you and a shout out to all of our patreon producer level sponsors for this episode i think this is a very extended episode Mm. oh well might have just been the half hour john and i had messing around trying to get his computer (laughs) away Our Patreon producer-level sponsors for this episode include Chris Martin, Mickey Drey Scale Finishes, Classic Modeler Magazine, Ryan Voyer, Elm City Hobbies, B-Town Hobby, Scale Speed Garage, Curtis Boxill, and Jason Works. Uh, thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. No matter what level you're at, we really do appreciate your support to help us keep the podcast going and keep us both in kits. If you want to sponsor the show, please join our sponsor list: patreoncom slash podcast. We throw out a, an extended version, I think is a way to put it, to our patreons every every episode. Half an hour, <laughs> they get sort of a twenty minutes, half an hour of us talking about something. Well, not necessarily model related, but hopefully something interesting. Uh, you can also throw us a one-time donation: modelcar.show/slash/supporters. Please check out the show notes that has links to all of our. Stuff that we've talked about. I think if you see the stuff we're complaining about, it's a lot more fun. And um, you can see links to all the kits that John found and we talked about in the show. That's modelcar.show slash podcast slash uh, 081. Until next time, say
0: goodbye, John. Goodbye, John.